So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I'm Rico Shields, and behind me, about some, I don't know, many thousands of miles, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Confused again. How did I get behind you? Wasn't I in front of you last week? Yeah, but I'm outside, and I'm using the... uh, Bluetooth microphone, so I can I can sit looking at nature instead of looking at the wall, which is which is very cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, you know, it's a very pretty wall. It, you know, it's got this flying horse thing on it. But uh, my my friend Pegasus up there. <laughs> it was because I was always trying to keep glass between me and the laptop, which was indoors, and now my laptop's outdoors with me. So <laughs> because it was pouring down rain, and and this headset doesn't pick up the rain. So, you know, better that than... Priorities. Yes. Of course. Technology. you got to love Absolutely. it. Indeed. So, um, how's your gratitude going? Oh, uh, my gratitude is cranked up on Max. <laughs> Went by the Bob's place to have uh, lunch today, and... Um, and was talking about something, and I said, of course, if I'm supposed to go somewhere, I'll... And he said, absolutely, you just hold an open heart. And he said, you know what? And I said, what's that, Bob? Wisdom usually ensues, or hilarity. And, and he said, I was talking with uh, Kirsty the other night, and I we think that a person's happiness is, is directly related to the amount of gratitude they have in their heart. <laughs> Boom! Hit that one out of the ballpark, eh, Bob? Wow, we got to get Bob on the show. Bob's awesome. That's what, Bob. what I told him. I said, you know, you got to come on. What's your satellite you talking about gratitude? And he was like, oh, we'll see. We did. And, you know, we, we played with it this weekend, and I find it really interesting um, that Bob said that. Of course, synchronicity always um, is there. But we played with it after having our last guest on. My husband and I spent the weekend in a state of gratitude. We just went driving around, and we just spent the weekend telling each other how awesome our life is and how far we've come since we got together and how amazing it is to live where we live and and all that stuff. And we had some really weird stuff come up, but we sailed through all the, the family drama and all that stuff. We sailed through that, no problem. And 
ended up with more money in our bank account at the end of the weekend than we anticipated having, um, which is really interesting because, but that's what the lady said. She said that once you start showing gratitude for all that you have, more stuff's just going to come. So, um, and that was like near instant manifestation there. So this gratitude thing, it works. I'm telling you, it works, it works, it works, it works, it works. Try it, do it, play with it, have fun. Gratitude. Yes. Gratitude. It rocks. Gratitude. It does. It does. It does. And um, absolutely, uh, it works. It rocks. It 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 it, uh, it is the thing, you know. And 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 it's that weird thing, you know, that you nobody's going to find happiness until they're grateful for what they've got now. And you know, back when I was less than high flying in vibration, I'd hear that and I'd go, Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I'm I'm grateful my dog didn't pee on the floor today, or what. That's not really gratitude. That's you know. No. Uh, that's no, that. you have to be you have to be active in in this movement to seek out a, a I don't know a state of gratitude. You have to you have to be active in it. You have to go out and actively look for things in your life that are awesome. Like for instance down here in at this time of year the colors are just absolutely astounding so if you really want to just swim in the pleasure of enjoying where you live go for a drive go look at the trees go see the colors and just enjoy the space that you're in and the space that you live in and that's gratitude so absolutely but you have to you have to act you have to actively do it. You have to be active about it. So that uh, Abraham, I guess, that did the thing about appreciation versus gratitude. That gratitude sometimes to people means, you know, boy, I'm glad I got past that. And that that's not it's what they were talking about. That They're talking about appreciation. Like, God, look at the awesome colors. This is just such an awesome place to live. That's, a, that's, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've been doing a lot of that for the last um, last few days, actually. We've been spending a lot of time on the road, a lot of time outside, just looking at the scenery, because the scenery here is just amazing, and it's beautiful. And so I've just been paying a lot of attention to the scenery, and just whether I say it externally or not, internally, I'm always like, just, wow, look at that. Awesome. So, it, and it's a good way to um, it's a good way to celebrate what is good about your life, so that more of that will come into it. Give me more of that. I want more. Right on. And I, I I can tell you, folks, from having driven through the wilds of Costa Rica with her, that uh, often. She's, she's probably not kidding because she often says it out loud. You, you're going along and all of a sudden you're, wow, look at that. You know, and so after a while you get used to the yeah. fact that the, that under the breath wow is not actually a, you know, something leaking out of your vehicle or something. <laughs> I wondered the first few I times. I do, too. I do do that. I do it a lot, especially um, when something really catches my eyes. I'm very verbal about it. 
I even when when we picked up tonight's guest, um, when we were driving him back to the Phoenix Mass, we went down a road, just a random road, because it looked really cool over there, and I wanted to see it. So I was like, oh, let's go there. <laughs> Ooh. And it turned out to be really cool down there. So, you know, it's just, the world's an amazing place if you open your eyes to it. Pay attention. Absolutely. I've said several times I could sit right there on the patio and spot a dozen things easily, you know, to be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. So if you're having trouble with picking out enough things to be grateful for, practice, 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 practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Practice. So should we practice saying hello? Practice saying hello? I don't, we could, we could practice or we could just do it. I say just do it. Okay. All right. Just do it. So welcome to tonight's guest. Uh, who is in front of me about some, uh, however, it, almost exactly as far as Jean is now in front of me as she was once behind me, Jordan <laughs> Ogren. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going, Jordan? I'm here with Jean in the studio. Awesome. I'm here with Jean in Canada, so uh, I get to be right here in the studio with you guys. That means it has to be awesome. It's an on-location <laughs> show. Yes, it's our first show. From Is this the first on-location? First on-location, yeah. well, from the Phoenix Mass, yes. Yes, so you're our first, except for your little visit that you did last time you were here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the first full show from the Phoenix Mass. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that is cool. I'm going to get him to um, write his name on my show chair. and the first uh, really? cameo. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Right? Yeah, she does that. So she Jordan, um, about until you're on the radio so that you can't say no. Yeah, that's her. Absolutely. Well, come on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, Jordan's had an excellent adventure here in Canada. He came, for those of you, you've been listening to our, our banter over the last two with me here in the Phoenix Mess. He was my little confirmation buddy that doing this building of an artist retreat is exactly what I want to be doing. So that was really cool. And then he went to this amazing yoga place and he's going to tell you all about it. But I tell you, I drove him there and the road literally turns to crushed marble right before the driveway of this place. Like there's our, our sorry, quartz crystal. So the whole entire property is on top of a massive deposit of quartz crystal. It's absolutely amazing. The energetics there are astounding. The view is insane. Like, I haven't seen a view like that anywhere around here. And I'm sure he's going to tell us lots of really interesting stuff about what went on behind the scenes. And he's going to make noise occasionally because he does that. And he's my... I have a son now. Did you know his name is Jordan? So third I'm getting used to picking up after boys. It's okay. I brought my dirty laundry here. He did. He brought his dirty laundry. I picked him up from the yoga place, and he had a bag of dirty laundry. I was like, wow, that's what it feels like to have a grown, grown son come home. That's awesome. So um, I, I was going to say, that's a longstanding tradition among us boys when we go see mom. 
Oh, yeah. Laundry. He, he, he brought his dirty laundry. He has been a great help. We've already gotten a whole bunch of stuff done that he probably thinks like it's like a whole like hour or two work outside. Not a big deal for him. He's young. He's strapping, but it saved me hours of work. So that's been awesome. And now we get to have him on the show, and hopefully he'll play, and you guys can chat. And um, I'm just excited because it's my first Phoenix Nest guest. And now he's on the radio, too, and he can tell you about the space here at some point, and we can talk about the studio, and we can talk about what I'm planning on doing with it. So it's going to be a fun show, I think. I'm so Jordan. Laid back. Well, you're going to have to get some uh, stickers made now for people that, you know, hey, I was a Nest guest. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Nest guest. Yeah. I was a Nest guest. Nest guest. That's awesome. <laughs> Can you be an F guest too? Oh, I'm sure there's a song in there somewhere, but oh, it would oh, probably oh. sound like a, a serial commercial. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jordan, who on earth are you and what do you do? Well, that's your standard question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you probably asked me that the last show. I did, but it's but, been a uh, while. You're different now. I, I guess so. Um, who am I? I am uh, a soul having an experience here as Jordan, <laughs> whatever that means these days. But um, <laughs> I do a lot of things. I, um, of course, I'm a musician, as a lot of your audience knows, because you talk about me a lot and I've played a few times. Um, we play you a lot too. <laughs> we do. I sing. I play guitar. I write. Entertain people. All that stuff. <laughs> See, and you're how old? 22. 22. And he's already done all that. So, like, look out, world, because holy shit. What's going to happen next? Is all <laughs> he, ain't done, he ain't done yet, folks. He ain't, <laughs> that's exactly it. He's not. He's just starting. This generation just blows my mind. I just, wow, constantly. All right, so what do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about how the hell you got to Canada. Like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing here, buddy? Well, Why did you, you decide to just randomly? Yeah, exactly. What the hell are you doing here in Canada? You just randomly decided to hop Well, um, I was living in Boston the past five months before September. Um, you know, my, I just leased, like, a summer apartment, and I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to, like, uh, stay there and just, you know, play in bars and live there so I, I decided I wanted to go somewhere and uh, I didn't really know where <laughs> but um, no, one night I was just meditating and I thought about Quebec as a cool place thought it'd be a nice place to travel to maybe like, you know some outdoors things and other stuff and uh, and then uh, I remember Jean was here so I messaged her saying oh you're in Quebec well she actually messaged me one day and then I said oh I was thinking about yeah. Quebec and then, uh, I was looking for Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Or I was looking for Gabriel, and we ended up not talking about Gabriel at all. We ended up talking about you coming to Quebec. Yeah, so this was like the same week I was thinking, and then um, I was also interested in uh, going to an ashram, uh, doing yoga stuff, because I've been getting really into that the past six months. And uh, I searched ashram in Quebec, and this place about 20 minutes from here showed up. called uh, It's Babaji's Kriya Yoga ashram and uh that stuff really interests me and uh, just happened to be around the corner and they happened to be doing a, a yoga initiation like two weeks ago so it was perfect timing so i was like okay i'm going to quebec <laughs> and i 
took off and uh, went to Montreal for a few days, came here, and then went to the yoga retreat. So uh, we're kind of like cool, cool time. Quebec must be it. There's a ashram and a gym. Exactly. It just it was very convenient, and everything happened at the right time, and uh, it's been a great experience here. Beautiful place, especially right now. Cause the uh, the leaves are amazing here. I haven't seen fall in a while, so <laughs> it's awesome. It is quite stunning. I wish I had a, a high-quality camera, George. Um, I know you're listening because you always do, so <laughs> anytime you want to send me that camera, I'd love to take some really high-quality shots around here for, for next year. Um, but, yeah, it's been absolutely astounding. Just just driving to yeah. town oh, yeah. is eye This week, it just like, like it feels like you're in a magical place. Like, yeah. Two yeah. weeks ago it was nice, but then like now it's like yeah, wow, like we we leave. all of a sudden know what the fairies feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I feel like a fairy. I'm back to wearing hippie skirts. That's the kind of impact <laughs> that this has had on me. I've been because of all the work I do around here. I've been wearing jeans for like months, and just this week I put my hippie skirts back on, and I'm quite I'm quite happy in them. I gotta say, and and I'm convinced that it's the trees that inspired me to do it is just like you can't help but be in awe of the creative genius that is Mother Nature. Yeah, it's, you know, you talk about gratitude, uh, just... Yeah, it's it's astounding. And we saw your house. I showed it to Jordan, Rick. Ah. And he thinks you would like it there, too. No good. Yeah, she says you're interested in coming here, so... Uh, there's a lot of nice little... Could, could do. Don't know. I don't know, yeah, what's, <laughs> I don't know what's next. It's something... I'm sure yeah. is uh, next always is, but uh, yeah. I keep, and then I see the temperature up there, and then I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> of course, you know, Costa <laughs> yeah, Rica, being in Costa Rica for a while, I might, I might enjoy being cold. Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> I want to get out of the sweat. <sighs> That's. The, but it's a gradual. It's, you gradually get used to it because the temperature changes here. It's not like one day it's minus thirty. You know what I mean? Like it's. It gradually decreases, so you you tend to adapt to it after a while, and then the cold is not so cold. It's not like you fly from Hawaii and get off the plane in Antarctica. You know what I mean? Like, it's, um, if, I wouldn't recommend coming from Costa Rica to here in the winter. That would be insane. But if you came in the summer and then allowed your body to adjust to the temperature changes, I don't think you'd have a problem. I think, in fact, you'd be quite happy because you'd finally be dry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, it's, it's not the temperature so much. Houston, it's hotter in Houston than it is here. It's the, it's oh, the yeah. dry thing. And uh, that's I, that was the other one Bob handed me today. I said something to him about it. I just, I, I, I can't seem to get my head and self wrapped around, you know, getting in sheets that are damp. And he said, oh, you get used to it. I was like, oh, oh, crap, I got to go. <laughs> I don't know what's next, but I got to go. Wherever it is, I'll be there. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I was thinking about Colorado, but, you know, I don't know what. It's either on fire or flooding or or landsliding. <laughs> or, yeah. Colorado's having a rough bit of it right now. It's like... What are they having biblical times review or you know maybe they're getting it all out of the way before you get there. Sure. Once yeah, you get there, all the all, all the, the earth will be gone. All the <laughs> earth changes and all the all the natural disaster stuff will be over with. 
So they'll have already been through their big energetic shift, and you're good to go. So you are. Yeah, right? no. Could be. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, so let's get to the questions. I want to ask him about this yoga place, just because I haven't asked him a thing, and I'm sure he thinks that I'm probably very very selfish because I've been telling him everything I've been doing for two weeks, and I haven't asked him once (laughs) what's going on. But I I did that for a reason, so don't (laughs) hate me too much. But um, I did it because I wanted tonight's questioning to be fresh, and I want a lot of it to come from Rick because he hasn't actually seen the place. I haven't even sent him pictures. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know what it's like or what you did or what kind of people you talked to. And all I can tell you is that when I dropped him off, there were a whole bunch of people coming in. Their entire driveway is made of, of quartz crystal. Um, the road itself is crushed quartz crystal. I mean, you can just see energy. You can feel the difference in the energy there. The place is teeming with, with wildlife. And, like, I mean, there were swarms of ladybugs there when I was there. Oh, yeah. Awesome ladybugs are happening. So that's my first impression. But I can't imagine. He's been there for two weeks. So, Rick, go ahead and ask him all the juicy questions and stuff, <laughs> and I'll sit over here and smell a lot. Okay, well, ask him all the juicy questions. So um, <laughs> what... <laughs> What was it like to, to you know, we'll, we'll get to the to the crushed quartz and the swarms of ladybugs, but what was it like to spend two weeks at an ashram? Oh, it was really nice. I'm, um, it was basically a retreat for me, pretty much, because it's a, it's a smaller ashram. It's not like one of those big, giant organizations where you have, like, 30 staff and stuff like that. So it was very uh, secluded in a way. Um just a beautiful environment and a beautiful building as well like the room I slept in had open windows and all these nice paintings and a hot tub and inside the bathroom yeah that was nice oh we need to do that we need a hot tub <laughs> yeah that'd be yeah. good <laughs> yeah see I knew he went there for a reason I'm gonna get him back here next spring to help us design <laughs> the studio I swear I am uh, but you know uh I went there more for, you know, getting into more yoga and meditation and stuff. Um, the specific type of yoga comes from, um, uh, a lot of people have read the book, uh, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa. I don't know how you pronounce it. Paramahansa. Yeah, what? Paramahansa. <laughs> Paramahansa Yogananda. And uh, Kriya Yoga is like a uh, a specific technique in meditation that the Indian masters came up with somehow <laughs> and uh, it's a very beautiful way you know to cleanse yourself and uh, continue as your spiritual practice and uh, basically do like a bunch of yoga postures and then there's breathing and uh, meditation stuff that we learn and uh, it was really cool and um, you have to be initiated for this specific yoga like there's uh, people that are very familiar with it and have been teaching it. They kind of guide you through it and um, give you the techniques and things like that. And then you kind of go on your own and practice it. So uh, a bunch of people came for that um, original initiation. And, you know, after that weekend, it was pretty much empty, just me there and one other lady. So wow, it's very relaxing. That's very cool. So it was like a retreat. Yeah, it was basically a retreat. Like, uh, I mean, I worked a few hours a day doing, like, outdoor work, but uh, it wasn't as intense as I kind of thought an ashram experience would be because a lot of places have, like, strict schedules. Like, you wake up at 7, 6, 
and they have all these schedules for you, like, the whole day through. But this was more open. Like, you know, I did my thing in the morning, and then I you know, worked a few hours. And other than that, it was basically, you know, hang out and do whatever you want. <laughs> hang out. I think really, honestly, that, that's, that's how a, a spiritual growth experience should be. I would think that, I mean, this whole concept of schedules and, and got to be there at this time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, that's why part of the reason why we switched the show over to a podcast, because what's time, really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and does the schedule really help you grow spiritually? I, I don't think so. I think it... It can. I mean, it depends on the person. The discipline. And, um, discipline and the is, yeah, mostly discipline. But if you're going to go do something like that with your whole heart and soul, then you need to figure out that discipline on thing on your own. You can't have that forced upon you. It's the way I look at it. So I think that their method of doing that is absolutely brilliant because they're giving you, here's the initiation, here's what to do. And then now you're free to decide if this is how you want to live and what do you want to do with it. And I got to tell you, Rick, when he came back here, all he wants to do, he wants to work. He wants to help around the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, since working there and um, coming to Canada, I've really just kind of want to help people do stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so, So, I mean, I can see the difference in him from when he came here the first time to the, and not to say that he wasn't offering help the first time, but I was sick and we weren't able to do much, but his enthusiasm for it is greater. Yeah, I mean, I generally have more enthusiasm since I went there, honestly. Yeah. I feel a lot better, like, since I've been doing this yoga stuff, um, it's really helped me. (laughs) really helped me so uh so that's something to know that i've gotten a lot more enthusiastic in just everything so uh yeah <laughs> that's awesome because we've we're, well we've had we've had people that are you know yoga instructors and they come on and they talk about yoga so it's really kind of cool to c- catch it from the other way around you know <clears throat> and uh yeah, and i'm curious to know because uh, there's I mean, a lot of yoga no go ahead yeah, a lot of yoga. Oh, sorry. A lot of yoga these days, though, is just you know, just I say the majority do it just for like exercise, and it's just kind of a hip thing these days, and it's kind of lost a lot of its original intent. But um, if you're really dedicated to that, the real yoga per se, it's really powerful, really powerful. And uh, for some reason, you know, I was always kind of drawn to that, but I never did it. And then after this year, I, you know finally did it and I'm really loving it well that's awesome because I know that there are some real uh, you know adherence and 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 I know that it has you know it always seemed to me you know yoga is something where you're going to be able to get more in touch with yourself and and uh, there's going to be reflection and there's going to be um, and, and, and then it's happening in a health club right next door to the aerobics class it doesn't just seem it doesn't yeah. seem right to me and uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know i i have no doubt that there's plenty of people exercising around and in these you know health clubs uh lifting weights or whatever and they're not stretching at all that the stretching that can be involved in yoga would be good for them but that yoga is really so much more than that and and oh yeah um, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a fitness thing. It's not a, uh, a fitness. The, the whole idea of fitness hadn't been invented when yoga was already <laughs> not, yeah, for a thousand years. 
2,000 years ago, they would walk like, you know, 20 miles a day. <laughs> they didn't need any more work than that. <laughs> but it does help in those ways, too. I mean, none of my clothes fit me anymore because I've, you know, since I work out every day with it now, it helps my body as well. It works. It helps every level of yourself, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So um, I advise anyone to do it. <laughs> to at least try it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right for them. Um, for sure. Because there are there there you know part of that's based in that the 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 body has movements that it for it to be in optimal health it needs to move in all of in a in a set of different oh, ways yeah. and different uh different lifestyles even some that might people might consider you know well yeah you don't need any fitness you're working on the farm all day well, but if you're doing a, a single repetitive motion where you're not getting any sort of a uh, uh, involvement of the whole body, you know, um, that yoga would still be uh, real beneficial to the body because of the movement, the different, uh, I guess, what, what are they called now, these poses? Is that an asana? Yeah, asanas, yeah. And um, yeah, and like each each uh, posture or also has its own benefit and own uh, way of affecting the body and and yourself. So yeah, it's just all around does everything. <laughs> but it imagine does, that you know, something that's that that's diverse helping a human body function at an optimal level. Imagine that. I mean, it makes sense. Our entire planet is based on diversity. So why would our health not also be based on diversity? Exactly. Well, and the body does. It has a lot of diverse systems that, you know, could benefit from different uh, postures, different stretches, different muscles being involved. And, uh, uh, people forget, you know, there's the circulatory system, the blood system, but there's a lymph system that we have, and there is no heart for that. There's no pump for that. The, you moving and getting into different positions is what does that. And um, uh, and we have a tendency, particularly in our modern lives, uh, to be very fixed in the, the movements that we make and, and leave yeah, out exactly. the whole leave out whole sections almost of it seems like of the body but you know the, the whole whole sections sections of that movement that just get left out and uh i know that there it doesn't ever seem to me like the systems are that my all my systems are waking up and coming back online if i don't move around some in the morning i mean more than like from the bed to the chair <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's something uh majority of people in this world face <laughs> it's hard to uh do that when like our lives don't require of it anymore <laughs> yeah because i mean you go from the you go from the bed to the comfy desk chair or the the breakfast room chair and then from there to the sofa that's in your car that you sit on or the comfort easy chair in your car and then to the desk chair at your office to the and you know they're coming up with this whole thing anymore of well, sitting down is killing you. 
And I'm thinking, it's probably not the sitting down. It's the not doing anything else that's the problem. <clears throat> and, um, <laughs> um, like, you know, some guy from Houston, Texas, and they go, well, it's, it's just as humid and it's hotter there. What's your story? And I go, well, we go from our air-conditioned house to our air-conditioned car to our air-conditioned office to our air-conditioned car to our air-conditioned home. We don't, you know, two, two minutes outside, we're going, man, it's hot. Let's go in the house. And, and uh, that that's the way it's been since I was a little kid. So I didn't, you know, it just seems like it ought to be that way. And, uh, um, and that's a... Yeah, convenience has the best of us, right? Well, yeah, it's a North American thing, you know, that my brother-in-law's farm that was out in the middle of nowhere in Kansas had beautiful air conditioning. It just is, you know, unusual and new. And um, and I think we tend to do the same thing to our bodies. You know, I, uh, I saw a study once that a lot of, that compared overweight people to normal weight, quote unquote, whatever that normal business is about. But that like the overweight people would have had, and it was, they put cameras in the top of their office so they could see what their movements they were making. And overweight people had everything where they could reach it from the chair where they didn't have to get up ever. And the normal weight people would have stuff spread around and they'd get up and walk over there, get up and go over there, get up and do that, up, down, up, down, round and about. They were just moving more and, and, but yeah, they were taking a step or two across the office. It wasn't really in the in the end result that much of a difference in calorie burn. And I was like, yeah, but wait a minute. One of them's using their body, and the other one's sort of not. <clears throat> Just their arms. Probably got healthy arms. These people, you know. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> reaching around for stuff. We're we we. Well, you wouldn't have all these joints and stuff if you weren't intended to move a bit, it seems. I don't know. That's Maybe I'm crazy, but... No, I think you're you're bang on. I mean, this is part of the thing that I've been learning with my body now that my body's getting stronger. When I'm sick and having a bad day, I definitely don't want to move. But then when I'm having a really good day, I don't want to move constantly, but if I sit too long, my body's like, hey, me, get up, get up, get up, do something, anything. I mean, I don't even, when we have coffee in the morning now, Rick, I don't even spend the whole time sitting talking to you. Thank goodness for wireless headsets. Because <laughs> you just I, walk around. I do. I, I take my tea and I walk outside because the headset reaches all the way out to there. Oh, perfect. I can walk outside. I can walk around the, the here, and I go for little strolls with my headset. Yeah. Um, and it, it sounds strange and crazy is to say that that's getting exercise, but compared to when I was sick and sitting in my chair or in a bed for 10 to 12 hours a day and then going to bed, the the difference is, is, is huge. And it's my body that's telling me to get up. Like if I sit too long, I get like dancy. Yeah. I want to get, I want to do something. <laughs> Drives my husband nuts now because he can't have a whole weekend sitting on the couch playing video games because his <laughs> wife wants to get up. You know, like, do you need another beer? Do you need a pop? Do you need some food? I'll get it. I'll get it because I need to get up. I can't just sit there. Our bodies aren't designed for us to just sit there. No, Try and sit really. in one position for a really long time and see how that how all that goes over. I've probably done it. <laughs> but I 
mean, really, people listening, no like, if you try and sit in one position and not moving, and see how long you can do that. Even if you have to have the TV on in front of you so that your mind is, like, occupied, because goodness knows we wouldn't want you to have to reflect on your inner being while you're sitting in one position, not moving. But the point is, is that <laughs> when you sit in one position for a long period of time, it gets uncomfortable. We don't even sleep in the same position. Our body moves in our sleep. Well, why does it do that? Because it requires a movement in order to function at an optimal level. And it's simply designed that way. And you'll often find... <laughs> well, you often find that people that are more sedentary during their daily life move more when they're asleep. They roll around all over the place. And athletes <laughs> tend to be more stationary. So... Is that why the peaceful gypsy phoenix is um, apparently punching and kicking people in her sleep? Because I've been trying to figure that one out for years. Apparently, I go to war when I go to bed. I don't know what that's about. Oh, yeah. Wow. You've met my husband. He's huge. Well, compared to me. And he has bruises. Oh, you punch him in your sleep. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Beats the living daylights out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. He's like, he wakes up one every once in a while and he'll be like, what the? Because I'll just have like woken up and or he thinks I'm awake and I'll just go, boof. Wow. And he's like, where did that come from? Because <laughs> I don't, I, I guess, you know, I mean, because we, we, we do in our sleep what we need to do um, for our body to, to express itself. And apparently I'm a warrior at heart. So yeah. maybe I should start karate or. I was going to say, maybe he should, you know, pay for kickboxing classes. And and, and when he says, you know, well, honey, these kickboxing classes are kind of expensive, you can just say, well, I can continue to kick you or I can kick the bag at class. And he'll be like, oh, where do I sign? I think I think he'd go for it absolutely because you know I mean I I'd I'd love to do kickboxing. Are you kidding me? Being allowed to kick the crap out of somebody? What? That'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> and not hurt them. That's my big thing. Like, I don't even play fight because I'm afraid of hurting somebody. So to be able to be trained, to be able to have, like, to 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 spar and not injure somebody, that that would be phenomenal for me. That'd be awesome. So, mm. I'll check that's it. Kickboxing. 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 I could do that. <laughs> I have that wish list, George. I, I can see it. I, I can see it now. We're three weeks into the class, and nobody will team up with Gene for sparring. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm only little. I'm only like five foot tall. Doesn't matter. Itty bitty. <laughs> yes, well, itty bitty. That's you know, an explosives of very little consequence. But you and your warrior tendencies, that's a whole nother show. <clears throat> yeah, you could do multiple shows on that, right? Right? <laughs> okay, you're right. Fair enough. All right, so um, a question. What did you do for two weeks? I mean, I your, okay. your initial weekend was, was your initiation. Yeah, the initial weekend was, I'll, I'll tell you all the run through. Um, you know, we got there, had like a, a spiritual talk and the next day you know wake up early to do some yoga postures you know have lunch and okay do, well like, i'm curious before we go any further what was stuff. the spiritual talk about like what do you guys discuss uh, 
probably just like um, the effects of yoga and uh, kind of the process of spiritual growth. And, it's what to expect, kind of. Like, yeah, in a way, it was kind of preparation. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, that initial I'm thing. I'm curious. If I remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it sunk in, I bet. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we had like from like 11 to like 5.30, we just went over all of the techniques and breathing meditation and stuff and it was like a process because like this uh, type of yoga each day has a different thing you do oh different visualizations and um, meditation so oh, every day good. has its own one so it's like good. a process and then you repeat every week and you do it twice a day oh, cool. so um, it's a whole process like laid out so it's very cool and it's uh, it's good because it's like it's not all all over the place it's very directed and it, uh I like that about it. So yeah, that was like three days of that, and uh, then after that, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I painted houses. A I, lot. I yeah. painted a lot of houses. <laughs> yeah, I mean the work I did. Uh, I worked with this really awesome guy, uh, Suka. He's one of the guys that works at the ashram, and uh, yeah, we painted a bunch of. I painted a deck, and I painted some boards and things like that. And cool. um, started fixing a deck and did laundry and stuff like that. So he's practicing for yeah. next spring when we build the studio, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. Um, okay, but you didn't have to work, right? Or was no, that? I, I mean, I kind of you agreed just to volunteered. That. So like, well, it was like a work, a work study thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I was prom, just curious prom yoga. How they? How they? Yeah. It was like an agreed thing. Like you know, you stay there for free and you work and do your thing. Oh, so you get to stay there for free except for the cost of your meal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. I so, think you, they might have paid for it, but I paid for my own food. But uh, I mean, they had a bunch of food there too, so it was pretty much yeah. I work for them and uh, do the yoga and have my retreat. That's a hell of yeah. a deal, eh? Yeah, a lot of ashrams do that. That's a lot of ashrams do that. I think mine was a little late back. Yeah, like a work study thing, karma yoga, where you you know you do a few hours of work for them and. You do your thing. This this ashram though was probably a little more laid back than a lot, because <laughs> well, a lot of them I looked up would have like a whole schedule for you. This was very like chill, very chill. Give me chill any day over schedule. Uh, I met a lot of great people there for. Uh, so we had the initial um, retru- um, initiation, and then this past weekend there was a uh, kirtan yoga weekend. So um, the guy that. Uh, Suka that I worked with, he played Kirtan music, and I actually played a little with him too, and played some songs, and uh, there were some nice people for that too. So, a lot of friendly energy here in Quebec, a lot of nice Quebecois, and uh, had a lot of. Do cool you hear people. that? We're nice. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the people out here I met are pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, Montreal, the hostel I stayed at, the. Employees there weren't that nice, but uh, other than Montreal, everyone's, everyone's nice. And even people in Montreal were nice. There was just a few people that yeah. weren't. But, but out here in the mountains, yeah, everyone's very, very friendly. friendly. All your friends were nice, and uh, yeah, everyone's very friendly out here. Awesome. Canadians friendly, are nice. friendly <laughs> Quebecois. Of course, I'll remind everybody that Jean's not Quebecois, so you know. No, she's from Ontario. I'm a and there. And uh, yeah, I mean, if if you come, if anyone travels here, like 
pretty much everyone speaks English, so it's not really an issue or anything like that. They're all very accommodating and uh, it's beautiful. It's nice. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't found the time of year that I don't like here. I'm really excited about that because I, every time of year, spring, summer, winter, fall, they're all beautiful here. So, what can I say? Well, that sounds awesome. That, yeah. I would actually go do that retreat then because that, what part of the thing that scares me about retreats is yeah. those schedules. You know, like I need. Oh yeah, if it's a schedule. I well, need this place to ease this book. myself yeah. into this way of life because yoga is a way of life it's not a fad it's not a trend it's not a go to the gym and do it twice a week and you'll have tight ass you know what i mean like you follow it's a way of life you study it properly it's a way of life you live it you breathe it it's how you interact with other people it's the foods that you eat Mm -hmm. what you choose to ingest yeah a monumental change like that I could not make if somebody was hanging over me with a schedule and you've got to get up at 6 a.m. and you've got to be here I would, <laughs> I would be sick in like two days yeah, and I'm on my way out the door I'd be like no 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 yeah. but that I would be willing to go yeah I mean um, probably have to be initiated first but uh, they do have like I think I mean anyone can just to stay there and uh, it's pretty laid back because um, other than one of the guys doing yoga with me in the morning, you know, it was all my thing. You know, we do it on your own. Like, there's no, like, other schedule other than that. So. I'll tell you, when we go up Wednesday, I'll see, talk to the guy and see if I can get, like, a couple days. He does free yoga classes. Um, he does free yoga classes every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Madison would love that. She wants to do yoga. You guys can go there. 10 a.m., he does the free yoga class. And then we'll get him on the air. Or and we'll take the computer up to the ashram, and we'll do a show from the ashram, <laughs> and we'll say, listen, guys, you got to come check this place. Rick, honest to goodness, I went and picked up Jordan, and he was sitting on this patio deck thing, and the view. And that was just I could have I stayed there for hours and hours and hours. And yeah, it has great property. Like, there's two ponds and some trails, and it overlooks a big mountain and a valley. So it's really nice of you. <laughs> and I really like awesome. the, the way that you're saying that they present it. The yeah, laid really, back atmosphere is mm-hmm. really... Because, you know, it's up to you to do the, to the stuff. And the, uh, yeah, the guy that runs the organization is really a calm, nice guy. He, um, he started doing yoga like 40, 50, you know, in the late 60s and uh, studied with like an Indian uh, master for 18 years. He, uh, yeah, he, I'm sure he went to India a bunch of times and then, um, yeah, he, he did yoga eight hours a day for a few, a few years, I think. And he didn't, he did a silent thing for a year. He didn't talk for a year, I think. In his yeah. book, he said that. And, uh, yeah, he's really dedicated to that his whole life. Yeah, we definitely got to get him on the show, eh? Yeah. Um, it's a couple that runs it, uh, Durga and, uh, Govindan is the guy that runs it, and oh. uh, they're a really nice couple. They they do all the initiations and stuff, and they have a bunch of acharyas and people that do it around the world. It's like an organization. Yeah, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's a very but yeah. I I think group. that schedule thing. I think people may have found you know like written down what people did at a yoga thing a thousand years ago yeah. or whatever. And uh, they say, wow, this sounds like a lot of work. What they forget is that staying alive was a lot of work back then. So that may have been a very <laughs> resting schedule. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, two hours of 
free time every yeah. afternoon was probably very luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what it's like if you like an Indian stay at one of those places. I'm sure it's pretty intensive, too. Uh, but you can find your own thing that you resonate with, you know? I, I, I'm not sure that it would be so intense because of the way that the Indian people live. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that somebody who's used to a fast-paced American lifestyle yeah. would probably find it maybe intensive in the fact that you're having a lot of quiet time to yourself and mm-hmm. you have to do a lot of inner reflection, but not physically Intensive because I don't think that they would demand. Oh no, they don't demand a lot of physical, physical stuff. It's physical more like stuff. it's more internal. Right? Oh yeah, totally. so these I, I think the most difficult thing that people would find coming from a past-based environment would just be still. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it's tough. It's, it's hard. It's to tough. Still. It's tough to meditate. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, I pretty much started getting into it past year, past six months, and so and uh, it's tough. Well, I never did it before, I think. I never really thought about it. But it's tough if any, everybody out there just sit with your mind for, like, 20 minutes, see if you don't get antsy without <laughs> ever doing it before. <laughs> no instruction. No instruction. No instruction. No direction. Just sit and be still for 20 minutes. Because yeah. we're always distracted by, you know, doing one thing, going on Facebook, watching TV, talking to somebody, making dinner, running around, you know, you're not just sitting there. But when you actually get time to sit down and without any distraction, close your eyes, it's like you'll notice how fast your mind changes every second. Yeah. Like, that's annoying. Because you're like, what the hell do I do with this? And, yeah, the whole world basically now is like the whole world, the external, is just a giant game to keep us away from all that crap going in your head for you to clear. It's just a giant distraction to keep you stuck. So uh, meditating is good for that, <laughs> to get out of that. But it's tough at first. Like If you start, you're not going to want to do it because your head wants to do other things. But uh, if you just try, push on through, eventually you'll gain more peace. So uh, that's the goal of meditation, I think. And enthusiasm, <laughs> apparently, which I did not anticipate seeing him go in because he was already a very calm person. Very chilling and relaxed. Right. But the enthusiasm mm-hmm. that he gained in just those few weeks there was like the difference was like night and day. I was like, holy shit. No, well, I definitely feel it because before I was, you might think I'm all peaceful and stuff, but I'm still, I have a lot of restlessness. Um, this yeah, has really helped me. Your, your external expression of it, you're very calm, you're very peaceful. Yeah. So, But now you're engaged, you're more... Mm-hmm. engaged anywhere and and enthusiastic like when I turned down the road you were like yeah let's do that <laughs> let's go down there I want to see what's down there um, and that I think it's better for people to look at the world that way I think it's really healthy to look at oh, the world that way to be enthused about your world to be excited about it. I get excited over the stupidest little things like we're going shopping today it's an adventure you know I mean um, I think life should be an adventure and I think that every time you step your foot at the door or even moving from one room to the next, sometimes it should be an adventure. Mm. No, yeah. Make everything an adventure in life. Absolutely. Even can be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> might as well be. Absolutely. Exactly. Why not have fun? We had a ton of fun in the grocery store today. 
If you can't have it in the grocery store, where can you have fun, really? <laughs> right? Just saying. <laughs> I get, uh, I don't know, like, grocery stores upset me because there's so much I want to eat at once. <laughs> I can't go to grocery stores anymore. Jeans learned that, you know, since I've been here, my chocolate addiction, <laughs> which I really need to work on, but uh, I just, I can't, if I see candy and chocolate, I just can't stop. Oh, yeah, don't so, take him down the candy aisle. Oh, I, it's awesome. I've been known to drive up to Dominical for the sole reason that the store in Dominical has peanut M and M's. It's that's enough. I'll go. We, they have peanut M and M's. I'm on my way. Where's it at? Um, yeah, gotta have a little chocolate, but um. That's that balance thing, you know what I mean? I mean, cause, so here's this guy, he's he's a vegetarian, he eats pretty good food for you, like for meal-wise, and he's mostly drinking water. I haven't yeah, seen him drink anything. I haven't seen he's, you drink really anything other than water. I try to stay away from soda. He doesn't drink sugar. He doesn't drink alcohol, um, no smoking the pot, no smoking cigarettes, you know, I mean, pretty, pretty much clean the body, but... Still, he's a junk food junkie. Yeah. He is a junkie. Well, and but that's that that's that balanced living thing. I mean, mm-hmm. why not? Why can't we have the full experience when we're here? Why do I have to be pure and perfect and clean? And oh my God, that pisses me off. Come on, let me enjoy my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I would love to be happy and joyous and supportive and compassionate and caring and giving and all those things that we should be to our fellow man, but don't jack with my red wine. You know, I'm just saying, well, I but like a glass of red wine once in a while. Yeah, it's all about balance. You know, everybody's got their something, too, I think. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and um, uh, you know, for some it's, you know, a glass of red wine. For some it's, you know, chocolate. For some it's uh, whatever it is that's your thing that, you know, you feel out of balance if you don't have it. And, but I know by the same token that, you know, three glasses of wine is, you're not, you're not really having that either. It's, you like to have one, maybe two mixed with water, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and, um, uh, when I was doing the dark chocolate thing in Houston for so long, it wasn't, always so much of it i had some days when i had far too much but you know by many people's standards but most of the time it was that you know i just wanted a they were relatively small you know chocolate bar and uh that's here you know i have maybe one bag of peanut m&ms a week maybe two but man it's so worth it when it is and um uh, but yeah i think everybody should have can have their something you know and uh, I think they should. Yeah, as long as it doesn't control you and Absolutely. you're doing it healthily. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, for me, I, I I crave dessert after I eat food. Like that's a problem I have, but uh, slowly working on it. <laughs> hey, well. Yeah, you know, he's working I, on it. He's working. Although, on it. although tonight I had to the point bread of, with Nutella and marshmallow. To, 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 to the point of putting was it was it toast or it goes. What the what I had earlier? Yeah, it was bread. Oh, bread. Loaves with, of bread with Nutella and marshmallows. Loaves of bread with Nutella and marshmallows. After yeah. he ate the pizza. Oh, yeah, a whole pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but he did do. Young. I used to eat like that when I was And he's young and he's healthy and he can do that. 
And, um, but I think that that's the point, is that you can have a healthy spiritual life, you can be a balanced individual, and still occasionally indulge in some of these amazing treats mm-hmm. that we yeah. happen to have been gifted with in physical reality. Have your glass of wine, have your chocolate. In my case, or mixed case, have your smoke. Like, you know what? I'm not going to, and I know that there are people out there who live a really clean life and kudos to them, and they feel fantastic and healthy and wonderful, and that's great. I personally would not be happy and balanced if all I ate was raw vegetables and drink water. I would not. I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. So it has to be an individual thing, whatever your thing is. If your thing is water and raw vegetables, a raw food diet, Go for it. That's your thing. That makes you happy. But if your thing is chocolate, eat a freaking chocolate bar. Don't <laughs> try and be something that you're not because all you're going to do is make yourself miserable and everybody else. Well, it's also a process. You. you know, you have an intent, and uh, but you can't just 100% change overnight. You know, yeah, you're going to cold, cold turkey on everything. I'm yeah. just gonna, tomorrow I'm going to be a vegan. You know, people that, try to quit, people that try to quit smoking, you know, they, they quit and then they're counting how many days they, since they quit. Yeah, it's just a mental thing. It's just you gotta, thing. You gotta quit. It's a natural you... thing. Like, I didn't become a vegetarian, like, no, it was a, craving meat. After, it was a very natural thing. It was a happened. graduation thing. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like yeah. me with the coffee. It, it just, just gradually went away that I didn't coffee anymore. Yeah, exactly. And now I can have coffee like once a week, and it makes me high as a kite. But um, <laughs> I don't need it when I get up in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's a good thing. But that was gradual. I didn't intend to do that. It just happened. And I think that's that's important for people to do whatever it is their body needs them to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you if you feel that excess amounts of junk food are making you feel you know, tired and drained and stuff, okay, then re-examine your diet and add some fresh foods and fresh vegetables and fruit into it. Um, you know, get get a little less pop and a little more water and maybe you won't be so listless. But don't just try and do it all at once, like you said, because that, that would be crazy. Yeah. Some people yeah. try that. There's a sure, sure, sure fire way to fail. Is to try. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get worse after because you'll be so. <laughs> it'll be Through the glass of wine, give me a case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, life is fun. I love life. Bring the bottle. <clears throat> oh, I want a case. Screw the bottle. We do boxes yeah, well, here. Box, you can buy boxes of wine. I, I, I think it's like. Uh, again, you know, Abraham fond of saying, you know, you, you, it's more how you feel when you eat it than anything else or drink it or, you know, whatever you're doing and denial of, you know, I can't have that. It's bad. It's just, that's horrible. <laughs> but better off just eating it, whatever it is, however, quote, unquote, bad it is. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. So, should we uh, should we play something recorded, or should we? Yeah, it's just about break time. Well, why don't why don't we take a break and we'll play something recorded because we have lots of Jordan songs, 
And then when we get back, we'll talk about a little bit about his music, um, and we'll talk about his visit here, and mm-hmm. maybe we can get him to play. All right. Maybe so. <laughs> we'll see. Because he's so, a musician, uh, you know. We'll uh, take a take a brief break, and what should we? What should we? I don't know. We haven't played Bottled Up in like forever. Um, yeah. Oh, he said, "Eh." Well, I'm sorry, I only have like ten songs off here for you. <laughs> he, he, um, he painted. He painted that p- painting long ago. He doesn't want to look at it anymore. He's off to the next one. That's <laughs> uh, well, still a good song. <laughs> and um, uh, well, I'm just trying to think. We've we've because uh, we've have been playing uh, playing you fairly. We played you because you were coming to the Phoenix Nest. And we played because you were you know gone from the Phoenix Nest. And we and, and you kept fitting in. And, no. And then we played you a few times because your show your your music fit in with the theme of the, the show. Yeah, yeah. So there's several times where we have to pull a Jordan song just because oh, wow. only a Jordan song would fit with the show. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We did that. It's yeah. been cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'll uh, having music that goes in alignment with the message. <laughs> Why <laughs> would you want to do that? That, that that's too. That seems silly. <laughs> so pick uh, one. All right. So this is uh, a slice from Jordan, and uh, while well, we take a break, and then we'll be uh, right back. So stay with us, folks.
back everybody that was Jordan Okren and so now this is Jordan Okren I mean well yeah that was Jordan Okren this hi <laughs> same person there thing I'm back he's everywhere man <laughs> he's in my recordings he's in my he's all in my intertubes get out <clears throat> <laughs> I'm conquering every dictionary that's it we've been invaded the Jordan invasion <laughs> I don't know. You guys just like took on to me immediately when I met you. Like, I don't know what happened there. Because you're very talented. <laughs> yeah. You, well, even before you even heard anything, you just loved me. Like, I remember messaging you guys on the show. Because you're very lovable. I was just like, wow. Because <laughs> you're lovable. You're enthusiastic. You're engaged. You're, um, how does how does Doctor Phil put it? You show up for life. Wow. Okay. And I think that that's important for young people. And when we see a young person doing that, then we respond to it. Because it's one thing for a 30 or 40 or 50-year-old to come to us and say, wow, I love what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. But when it's a young person and they come to us and they go, oh, I love what you talk about. And I have this idea. And here, by the way, I do this. And so they're already showing up, even without our involvement. You are already showing up for life. You're already writing the incredible music. Your lyrics are so far beyond your ears. Your years, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you actually sit down and look at the shit that you've written, man, you have to realize that you're far beyond where you should be at the age of twenty something. And some of these songs you've written a few years ago. So, and it was we recognize that, and of course we're going to respond to it because that's exciting. It was very synchronistic that's, too. That's the next. Like we had just decided that day or something that we were going to start highlighting independent musicians, wasn't it? Jane? Hello? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it's an internet issue. Yeah, well. Um, but it was very synchronistic that night too, because wasn't it like it was like that day practically we had talked about, or had decided upon, 
uh, starting to highlight independent musicians. Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Yes. That was funny. And so we're it was like, excited we're going to highlight independent musicians. And there he was. George said, oh, independent musicians? Well, here, meet Jordan. It's my other friend. George has a lot of friends. You want to talk about somebody that would violate Facebook's limit on friends? That'd be George. All right. Hi. <laughs> you want to try the whole thing over again? Um, this has been fun. So, yeah. you know, I was, he was talking about Hang, the Hang, our Hang player, and I, I, I was just saying that I put that out to George energetically that that's the one instrument, the only instrument that I've ever felt called to. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get my hands on a Hang. It just sounds like home to me. I think it was the first thing that you yeah, said. it's a great instrument. When you saw a Hang video for the first time, because uh, I was on the other end of Skype while you were doing it. And, and I think the first thing you said was, ooh, I want one of those. And I don't think I've ever heard you say that about anything else on the planet recently. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I don't, especially with regard to musical instruments, because I, as much as I would love eventually to get over this hang-up I have about singing, I've never really taken to a musical instrument. I played the piano for a while. I tried the guitar, but I've never been like pulled towards an instrument. I've never looked at an instrument and gone, oh, yeah. But when I heard the hang and when I saw it, I was like, I want to hold that. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I want to play with it. I want to make it resonate. I want to hear what it can do. Um, I've never felt that way about another instrument. So. What do, almost exactly what David Swarup said about the first time he laid eyes on one. He was like, "Ooh, give me that! I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, yeah, I wanna touch it, to play with it, bring it, bring it." Right, and they, apparently you can't get one of the legitimate hangs without being given a reference. Like you have to be recommended to the people who make them, and anything that you buy that's not. A ridiculous price and doesn't require a recommendation not is not a legitimate hang instrument and the reason is is because the instrument itself is so powerful the tones that it produces are so potent with regards to healing mm-hmm. and could also be used I'm sure for causing well, injury and, if you and can, lots of things were going on when those people you know the, the folks that invented it were the ones you had to go to to get one and so there was a waiting list, and so somebody finally, you know, somebody offered uh, double the price. And then it became like a thing. People were doubling money on hangs oh. and stuff. And the, the people that make, them, that make them said, that's it. We're just not going to make any more ever again. And then they quietly <laughs> about... A very monopolized instrument. Almost... Uh, Two years later, I guess, they started making some again, but it was on a, a referral basis. Yeah. Referral only. You can only get them by uh, referral. I guess that keeps it cool, really cool in the instrument, too. Well, they're all very, like, like, like very it's secluded. They're, they're very, very potent instruments. Yeah. The music is extremely healing. Um, I David put me to sleep three times. Like, not to sleep, but into a meditative state three times during his show. Wow. Yeah. And that was when we were still doing 60-minute shows. We only mm-hmm. had him for 60 minutes, and he put me under <laughs> that. 
The only yeah. other person who's ever done that was um, David Cole with his voice down to the count, gone. Mm. <laughs> right. It's just, but I mean, certain people have that quality to them, and this music has that quality to it, and that's why I was so drawn onto it. So yeah, I mean, I'm out there. It's in escrow, as uh, Abraham Hicks would say. And I fully expect that at some point I'm going to have one in my hands and I'm going to be able to play it. Now, whether that becomes like a passion for me and something I want to do all the time, I don't know. But the first step is getting to hold one and to play it for that first time. So that's that's my wish. And I'm hoping that that's going to come true soon because I'd really like to, I mean, pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah. And hold they, it. Well, they just... It, it, it's that thing. That's the reason I want to see you with one is that I want to touch it. I want to hold it. I want to see what it can do. But the first things you say are always about, I just want to touch it. I just want to hold it. I just want to. That's, <laughs> that's like gratitude in advance. And so it would have to be magical, you know. Uh, yeah, I just want to love it with my fingers. Does that <laughs> sound corny or even maybe a little bit sensual? But that's okay. Because music is a central thing, and I think that I would just like I would enjoy that. I've never seen a guitar and felt that way. I've never so seen. So you see them everywhere. So. And, yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I've never seen I've never seen an African drum that you don't see everywhere and felt that way. Mm-hmm. I, and, never ever ever anywhere on the internet exactly the way, seen an instrument. <sighs> almost exactly the way David, you know, describes it. And, um, uh, and of course, that's only possible with us grown-ups, somebody that grew up playing instruments. You know, when you're, when you're three, you want to touch everything you see. You go, ooh, what's that? <laughs> and, um, it's true. It's very true. Uh, but I do find it uh, amazing because it's just not, it's not something you do. No, no, no. Music is... Music is so far out of my comfort zone. Um, and if that's the case that I would get so engrossed in it like David did, then I probably won't get it until after my studio is built. <laughs> right. Just taking a stab at that, but I'm guessing that I won't get it until after my studio is built because George would never deliver me something that was going to pull me away from building my dream. Um, <laughs> but I think I could very easily get lost in that instrument for a couple weeks, just like I do when I'm writing a novel, just put on my writing cap and tell the world to go away because I'll be over here playing my hang. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Could be a retirement instrument for you. Where's Jean? Ooh. Uh, last I saw her about five years ago, she had just gotten in a hang. Her. Yeah. <laughs> She's in a cave somewhere. Because, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people retire out to, to cottages and stuff. Well, I live in one. So when I retire, I mean, what does that mean? I'm going to have to build a treehouse or something cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come to Costa Rica. I want to retire. I'm going to retire in a treehouse. That's it. I've decided. We, we, we don't so much have colors here because of seasons. We just have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. You do. Your foliage is bright and vibrant all year round. I will give you that. That was absolutely a, a stunning thing for me to go there and see purple plants and pink plants and I was just like 
where is all this color coming from? But um, yeah, Costa Rican foliage is is amazing. More Mother Nature genius. More Mother Nature genius, absolutely. Okay. And because uh, I I have a lipstick palm that's in my line of sight virtually all the time when I sit out outdoors here, they're just right across from the sofa and. Uh, I didn't, I had no earthly idea such a thing could exist. And I used to read the encyclopedia from cover to cover, so, you know, that'll tell you. Is it bright red? The, the leaves are green, but the, the, the stalks, the, 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 the growing part of the stem is bright red. Uh, Really? It's also been known as the sealing wax palm, except... They had to start staying lipstick because a lot of people don't know what ceiling wax is. They think, why would you want to wax your ceiling? It's so far up there. But No, they mean the bright red sealy stuff that you use for sealing Letters, bolts. things once upon a time. But, yeah, like right, <laughs> right now I have my... Uh, he's a... A black swallowtail butterfly with like bright iridescent blue stripes. You know, over there. Yeah, rub it in a little more. Okay. Well, 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 well we I, have trees, I, I, and they're beautiful. Trees. Yeah, they are beautiful. And caterpillars. You have many things that we don't have here. Wow. You know. Yeah, we have caterpillars, um, and um, caterpillars, and we had to actually stop today. <laughs> on the road to take a caterpillar off the road so it wouldn't get squished. So that was okay. Um, <laughs> Madison, again. <laughs> and and ladybugs and wildlife and um, just, it's awesome. I do, I will say that in appreciation of the uh, the folks that drive down here in Costa Rica for all that I may make fun of the roads and the driving. Uh, virtually all of them stop. A wild animal comes across, and I mean, there's a lot of wild animals down here. Come on, but uh, an iguana or uh, anything else comes across on the highway, everybody stops and lets the oh, animal cool. go. That's good. And and it it it, it is an amazing thing, and uh, uh, you know that they can. Coexisting with the with the animals without running them over or otherwise, you know, killing them for sport is just natural to them. They've never known it any other way, I guess. Wow. You know, they they haven't even had a military since 1948, so they're really? odd. Oh yeah, they're the one country that does that. Yeah, 1948. They said, all right, that's we've tried that. That's a bad idea. We're not going to do that anymore. <clears throat> and uh, wow. So now they don't go to war, they go to court. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, no one needs to mess with Costa Rica, right? <laughs> well, Nicaragua started just taking territory and armed forces and and uh, practically daring Costa Rica to answer up with their armed forces and in the newspaper. And Costa Rica was like, what armed forces? We don't have those. <laughs> and so they went to The Hague and, uh, and, and sued them in The Hague. And they won. And Nicaragua backed up. And I, it's like, that was the thing, is nobody believed, yeah, you can go to The Hague and you can win, but it won't. The other country's got an army. 
but they did. They backed up. I didn't. Just that way around here, I guess. I don't know. Well, because the the army that backs up the Hague is pretty thick and big. Sorry. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to make it. It's a coalition of how many how many different countries that can drop bombs on your ass if you don't play yeah. their game the way they want it played. So let's, you know, I mean, yeah, if they say, okay, you're leaving this country now, you're going to leave. But, yeah, no, it is very cool. It is very cool that Costa Rica went to the extra length of saying, no, we don't, you can, you can poke and prod us all you want. We're still not going to commission an army just to go play your war game. Right. Right, and and to to me the the uh, pulling that move in 1948, you know, when even every every little country had a at least enough army to piss off their neighbors, you know, everybody seemed like, and Costa Rica just said, ah, never mind. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> too much effort. Yeah, you got to go push-ups, and we don't like push-ups. But. Uh, <laughs> So, There's no Tico time in the army. I'm just no, saying. can't have any of that, and and they definitely have that here. We ought to go do so and so. Okay, let's sit and think about it for an hour just to see. <laughs> but um, so what's what's next for Jordan? Uh, on the show or in life? In life. In life. In life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much open to a lot of possibilities right now, but uh, I'll be heading back to my home state of North Carolina for a little bit. And uh, from there, I hope to, uh, my future plans, I hope to travel more, and I want to go to India, Sri Lanka, and the Far East at some point in the near future. Awesome. That's what I'm aiming for at this point. And uh, do stuff with music, obviously, and... Uh, Maybe record, and uh, we'll see what happens. I I had a sneaking suspicion India might be in there. You know, some yoga, some vegetarian. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd love, gonna be there. I'd love to go, but uh, it, it just seems a bigger fit for some. I know that one up there in Canada next to you. She wants to go. Mm-hmm. Set foot on I want to Absolutely, and it has nothing to do with the yoga. No, um, I know the whole way of life and just yeah. everything that comes from there. I want to. I want to go hang out in the country place. where a grown man hugs a grown man in the middle of the street and walks down the street holding his best friend's hand, um, where men are so secure in their masculinity that they can embrace their femininity, and where women have managed to attain this balance of strength and vulnerability yes i want to go there of course i want to go there i mean have you seen it come on um have you looked around i'd love i'd love to talk to one of the old masters um and i'd love to to banter christianity and hinduism with some of these people because the hindus take on on christianity is like well yeah of course it's all the same <laughs> Say that to a Christian, and they're gonna probably hang yep. you on a cross. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But if you if you you know if you if you line up the synchronicities to somebody who studies Hinduism, they'll look at you and go, "Well, yeah, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. what we know this." Um, so I'd I'd love to have that conversation. I'd love to to just explore that further because I'm sure it would be an intense education into beliefs and faiths and, and that whole religious thing. Um, and yet they've managed to balance religion so well with spirituality mm-hmm. in a sense that the religion doesn't dominate them. It doesn't it doesn't direct them to live a certain way. They already live that way and their religion is their expression of that way. So it's like the reversal to me, which is really fascinating because you don't see that in Western society at all. Yeah. And you certainly don't see that in the church. I mean, in, in the bigger churches like the Catholic Church, you go into this to become something, to grow, to expand, to be more than you already are. Whereas in India, you are born that thing. You are born that already and your religious practices are simply your chosen expression of that being and celebration of it's a complete reversal of mindset yeah so the energy there must just be so opening you know yes i love to go to india um if i happen to take a yoga class while i'm there sure great but you know what that's not how i view the indian culture i think that if, if for anything else, with regards to the yoga, I would like to learn about it from its roots as opposed, as opposed to what we learn here in America. Americanized yoga has nothing to do with the actual yogis of old and, and the original birthing of Very that little, concept. It's so far apart. So, yes, I would like to for that reason. Um, and just because, well, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a, <laughs> a different way of life to just experience. You know, I haven't really been to like an Eastern country like that. Brazil was closer, but it's still very Western, even though that it's a lot different than here. But like India, Thailand, all those places just seem fascinating at this point in my life, especially. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, your recent guest. Gabriel inspires me in that way. He's been traveling for like 20 years straight. Yeah, we just, guy is we crazy. just had him. He's and, uh, crazy, right? But he's, that he's really so is much cool. fun. It's he's, awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, that way of life definitely is interesting, you know. The return of the yeah. traveling minstrel. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's the beauty about being a musician. I used to say that about being a waitress. I can move anywhere and work anywhere. So you got to learn the language. Okay, fine. But a musician... You can, you, can you can go anywhere. Play on the street, right? You can play on the street. You don't even have to have a job. Quote That's unquote. true. Yeah, a single young guy like me can do a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David is. David's done a lot of that. You know. Oh, let's go to Istanbul. Okay. <clears throat> and. Um, and apparently, people will stick him on a couch. You know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he's quite comfortable on a couch, apparently. So <laughs> there's that, too. He's low-maintenance. So if any of our listeners are out there listening and you're from India or the Philippines or Thailand, um, Singapore right here is 
quite the adventure. And uh, actually, I should show you my my oh, upstairs. Yeah. I have a I did a um, documentary. I wrote the script for a documentary on Sam Park. So that that's quite the fascinating place. The underground there, the music street players and the the, the street artists. Yeah. Their community there is, is just absolutely hmm. amazing. Wow. Um, so that's one to put on your list. So any of our listeners out there who are, his name is Jordan Okrand, and you can find him at jordanokrand.com, and you can find him at Facebook, Jordan Okrand. If you mm-hmm. want to be a catch for a really talented young musician who just wants to travel the world, and yes, he is willing to work for his day. He's been helping me around here. He was helping at the ashram with their stuff. So... Yeah. Drop him a line, hit him up on Facebook, and go, yo, come on, and he'll find a way to get a ticket, and he'll be on your couch next, and wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. And then you guys can be on the show from wherever country you happen to live in, and we can all talk about what everyday connection really means, because, hey, that's wow, how you met fun. Dude, and that's how Dude ended up on your couch, because you happen to be listening to Everyday Connection. So there you go. Um, that would be a great social experiment. That would be cool. That'd be yeah. a sign for me. If, if anybody's listening, are you our listening? New, our new uh, correspondent at large. <clears throat> yeah, right. Can, you go visit exotic yeah, places I, and then and then Skype back and and we'll do a show on whoever it is you're visiting. Right on. So That's offer a, a couch idea. for him, guys. Offer him a couch. I'm. Sh- Happy. Uh, he's an absolutely wonderful guest to have in your house. He's very laid back, chilling, low maintenance. No ladies, you don't have to scrub your floors before he arrives. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, some people want to treat their guests so well. He, he, he deals with, um, he, he, you know, he, he's good with kids, good with dogs. Okay, maybe gets a little bit tired of dogs. My dogs are demanding. <laughs> My dogs are very demanding. But yes, he, he's just a great guest to have. So hit him up, jordanokran.com or jordanokran on Facebook. And invite him to your couch. That's right. And he'll come and stay and play. It'll be fun. And Speaking of playing, couch. and playing. sing on your couch. Speaking of singing, would you like to? Sure, I'll be happy to sing. He's going to sing um. something. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. You guys know what he's going to say. Oh, you can hear it. See, we are really a, a live, actually, in the moment. We're recording. He's reaching over for his guitar. I think I'll play, um, I'll play a cover, actually. Let me do a Beatles song. The song I've been playing a lot lately.
and in person. Oh. Live in person. <laughs> Live in person. No, it's really cool because I just got to sit beside that and I don't know what it sounded like to you guys over there, but over here it was a whole experience. I was like all getting prepared to roll one and listen to him play while I was rolling a cigarette. Yes, cigarette. Not green stuff. Um, Roll and, some own cigarettes, <laughs> and I just yes, I do because I smoke way less that way. Um, but I had to stop and just listen to the song because I got sucked <laughs> in. And if Jordan was here, I might actually you know playing all the time. I might actually not get anything done at all. But I might quit smoking <laughs> too. I might quit smoking. You never know. I just had no drive, desire or drive to roll that cigarette. I just wanted to sit Good. here and, and play for your old day. You'll swim in the music. <laughs> Wait, I like some of my bad habits. Some of my bad are some of my best features. <clears throat> exactly. Leave me alone with my bad All habits. Right, um, you know what? That was awesome. I don't know how it sounded over the Rick, there, Rick, but damn, I wish I had a camera. Oh well, oh, I and uh, I don't, I don't care how good the reproduction of sound becomes, digitally or analog. There's just nothing quite like the. You have the absolute full vibration of what's going on, you know. You know, silly me, I'm convinced yeah. that. Convinced there's something to the fact yeah. that music is a vibration. That's why yes, of course. music is so good. It communicate can be so awesome at communicating emotions, whether it be from classical music to guitar music to heavy metal to um, you know folk music. It 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 can communicate it's a vibration because it is a vibration, and um, which an emotion is. It's just a physical representation of a vibration. Right. And p- music is pure vibration. So, uh, well, yeah. and and, and you can use it sometimes to sneak around some of the word filters that get put into the brain. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. <clears throat> sneak yeah, because we mess it. up our words frequently. Yeah, we do that. We mess up our words frequently. Um, but you can't. 
you can't avoid the feeling in the song. That's true. You 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 cannot know the You're language, <laughs> but you cannot avoid the feeling of the song. Right. Um, yeah, that's what that was. And my, that's what makes it such a, a powerful gift. My thing. You can you can hear songs, music in another language. You can hear classical music with no language. Uh, and you can feel you will have a an emotional experience, and uh, and and feel what they were after. So, you know, who knows? They always talk. Right, about I mean, we'll, we meet some other civilization that that mathematics. That's going to be it, right? What if it's vibration? What if it's music? It'll be music. Come on, <laughs> come on, awesome. mathematics. Really. Who says that? Oh, wait, scientists. I know. Come on. Petition. Um, you know. Really? What was it? What was that? What was that movie? Close uh, Third, third time. Encounters. Yep. I never saw that. That was music. Right. They had it right. What's this math stuff? What are you talking about? Right. Even math on Earth is now being taught through music and dance. So. Yeah, music is. It all interrelates, right? Come on. Right, and math. and and you can. You can progress from a simple expression to a complex expression very rapidly with music, and it's kind of hard to do that with trying to teach somebody a bunch of symbols. And then now, now you've learned the symbols mean numbers. So now I'm going to teach you about times and plus and oh, forget it. You know. Yeah, exactly. How, how do you explain the concept of zero to an alien race? You don't. You pick up a car- guitar and play the song. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they already come know anyway. Come on. It's, it's, uh, yeah, no. Um, it's cool. I'm telling you what, it's cool. By zero. I, I got... I, what? What? What did you say? What did Saved you say? Something zero. zero? Saved by zero. Saved by zero. You, you're Saved like, by zero. zero. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, because it's a very hard context concept to explain. Um, no, I was just thinking, I, I have to, like, just give him a shout-out while we're on the air, because him being here has been, like, total confirmation for me that creating a studio and making a place for artists to go where they can retreat to and just create for a month or two months and be in their own space um, and just be able to be around that energy and that who I have visiting my house as opposed to grumpy relatives at Christmas time. <laughs> Much better. Mess with my life. Um, no, it's been a huge confirmation for me, so thank you for that because that was kind of like, uh, this is a big life-changing decision for us to yeah. turn our property into an open house basically for artists. is a huge decision. It impacts not just the fact that you know we have to build the building and do the renovations and all the work involved, but actual our our family, the way that we live, it impacts our every our everyday yeah, lifestyle, right? So um, it was a big, big big decision to make, and you came around at just the right time. To just after you know I'd made the decision and was still kind of like, do I don't I? Is this fair to ask of my family do they want to play too you came along and everybody was like yeah we like having them here so this would be good so thank you you made it very easy for us to to say yeah that's the next step so so that's another perk if you can get jordan on your couch those of you listening out there (laughs) again jordanovern.com um and you want to get jordan on your couch that's another perk for you is that he's the confirmation angel 
he comes along and lets you know that <laughs> you're worthy. Worthy? Worthy. Oh, that's a good truth. Worthy. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Worthy. The worthiness, worthiness angel. See, now you couldn't pronounce it. Now I couldn't pronounce it. What's going on with worthiness? Okay. Just checking. Yeah, we'll just call them the confirmation angel because I can pronounce that. Yes, okay. Confirmation angel. Confirmation angel. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, no. Confirmation angel. (laughs) In 2,000 years, there's going to be a religion. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. We should get them on tape. We should get him on tape now saying, I do not want to be on a pedestal. No, I will not be your savior. I deserve that. <laughs> Confirmation angel. I don't have Say. wings. Just let you know. There's no like halo. That. It ain't like that. You don't understand. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's been really cool. So thanks for coming to Canada. Thanks for taking yeah, that leap of faith and saying, screw it, I'm going to go. Yeah, of course. Has been awesome. You have a great space here. It'll become something great. Yes, and let's talk about that for a second because we're going to talk about the space. Um, for those of our listeners who are regular listeners, have been talking, hearing me talk about the studio. I guess, I guess it's time to to finally reveal the entirety of the concept. Oh, Eric, oh, I mean, we've been, the entirety of the concept. Oh, oh. Well, <laughs> we've been talking about it for so long. Um, because the idea is we have this been gifted, and many of our regular listeners will know we've been gifted with this amazing house uh, that is being sold to us by his grandparents. It was built by them out of two other houses. So everything, all the material that was used to build this house, including many of the nails, he actually would hammer the nails straight and then reuse them, um, is, is recycled materials. The entire house itself is recycled, which is really cool, and I didn't know that until after we got here, but it's very, very cool. We have also on this property, we have about five acres, mostly bushland, and on the property we also have this amazingly incredibly huge garage that has this big bay window on wall, one wall of it. And the whole upper floor of this garage is, is a, a giant open mezzanine. And it's just a beautiful space. So our vision, because there's also a space for a kitchen, our vision was to take this space and turn it into an artist retreat. So we would build a self-sustainable building, um, and we're hoping to enlist the help of certain eco-sustainable architects that we have had on the show before. No names mentioned because we don't know if he's going to do it yet, but... um, if you're a regular listener, you might have heard him speak before about sustainable architecture. And yes, he lives in Quebec. So <laughs> we're hoping to get him to design it. So there would be on the property a couple of greenhouses. That would be our first step. We would like to put a couple of greenhouses in so that we can have our fruits and vegetables grown here. And then do the renovation on the actual building itself. Turn it into a self-sustainable building so it is providing with its own power that it's got gray water filtration a filtration system in it um, we're aiming for solar panel there's an amazingly cool tower that that pappy that's grandpa um, built on the garage and we're we're wondering how complex it would be to install solar panels on the tower and get them custom fit and so it would be a completely self-sustainable building it would contain two rooms um, one studio space that we would eventually like to integrate into to a 
studio space that also has a recording corner in it and a, a kitchen, fully functioning kitchen, bathroom with, thanks to Jordan's idea, probably a hot tub. <laughs> and and a, a, there would be a porch outside of the kitchen area where you could eat outside in the summer. And then both bedrooms would have access to a wraparound porch that would go around the upper mezzanine of the garage. So there would be access to that deck from the studio space and from the bedroom. And there would be two bedrooms in the art. And the idea being that this would be an artist space where artists could go to create. There would be materials here if they're painters or whatever, and they bring their own stuff. And there would be, you know, they can use their own stuff or they can use the stuff that's here. And they can just come and get away. Now, the thing about either writing a book or writing an album or or painting, you know, I mean, if you're doing a series of paintings, it, it takes a lot of time. And you really can't be worrying about day-to-day living. You're kind of lost in the creation. I know, I've done it. And I was wondering how could we make that affordable for artists? Because I was never able to just up and pick up and go away and write my books. Um, Okay, well, I did go to the Philippines, but I wanted ultimately to hide for a month and write my books. But I was not able to financially do that. So... Here's my thinking. I wanted to provide the space for artists that they would have where they could come and it would be affordable. So what we've decided to do is put a great deal of faith in George and a great deal of faith in artists and creators everywhere and have the building designed and paid for by artists using crowdfunding campaigns. And we would do several stages of crowdfunding campaigns and volunteer work um, gifted art to go on the walls, gifted things like blankets, sheets, beds, even furniture for the studio by artists so that when artists come here, the only thing that they have to pay for would be, say, if they need to use the Internet, then they would have to pay for their Internet usage. Or if you know they need transportation, we would appreciate it if they paid for their gas or whatever. Um, but they could trade that off and work on the grounds. You know what I mean? If they were going to do work around the grounds, like Jordan's been doing or the, he did at the ashram, we could trade that off. And then if we have to drive them somewhere, they want to go see something. Um, you know, and it would take some time for us to find out where some of the local cool places are that we could take people. But my husband and I have been talking about starting to venture out and find local wineries and stuff that would like to support this idea so that we can promote their stuff as well. So it would be built by artists, for artists, and all they would have to pay is for internet usage or something like that. And if they wanted to donate to the studio upon leaving, it could be pay whatever you could afford. So it would be literally built by artists, for artists. And it would be a place where people could go and hide for a week to a month to two months, don't care, and as long as you're taking care of your stuff. And, and it would have food on the ground for vegetarians. That's the greenhouse thing. And it would be self-sustainable. So it's an eco-sustainable building as well. And, so that's you know, the vision. It, it strikes me that you, you say, you know, gifted art for over here, gifted this for over there, gifted money to buy that for over there. George started it because you, the shutters or the doors, what was it, the doors? In the back yeah, of the truck. crazy thing when I, yeah, when I first started, and we're going to talk to Jordan in a minute now, because I want his impression of because he came here 
not knowing what the vision was. And then when I got in here, I showed him what I was doing and, and showed him the space. So I'd love to hear from him on his impressions and how he thinks that that would mesh well with artists. Um, but the crazy story is we needed a truck this year. One of the things I've learned about living in the mountains, you kind of have to have a truck. Hmm. The thing about that, if you own a house in the mountains, you need a truck. So <clears throat> we went out looking for one, and we drove... We drove all around this town that's close to us, and then we drove to another town that was like 30 minutes away, and my husband kept passing these car dealerships and truck dealerships, and he's just passing them and passing them and passing them, and he's not going in. And, and he just keeps saying, that's not the one, that's not the one, that's not the one, that's not it, that's not it, no, it's too new, too new. And, you know, I mean, it's too new, it's going to be too expensive, not going in there. And then when he turned around in order to go back down the boulevard of this, this fairly large town and go see the car dealerships on the other side of the boulevard, he turned into a dealership. And in order to turn around in the dealership, he actually had to drive around the whole circle of the dealership. So he had to go by the vehicles. And so he pulls up to this red, there's that color again, F-150, which is what Madison said, and this, this is a crazy story too, this ties into it. My daughter said like four years ago, long before she was ever going to drive, the first car I ever want, truck I ever want is an F-150. I'm not making that up. So he pulls up, past this red, my color, F-150, there it's sitting there, it's for sale, it's affordable, awesome, it's we can take it today, and we need it today. Perfect. So we do a deal with the guy, and it, the only thing is is that the box of it is full of garbage. So we managed to deal with the guy. If we take the garbage, the truck as is, with garbage and all, because we were going to do a garbage run at our place anyways. Can we get some money off? And he knocked, I think it was 100 bucks off it. So we got $100 off the price of the truck, which for a used truck, you know, I think it was only 1200 we ended up spending on it, something cool like that. And we got $100 off the used truck, and then when we went through the garbage in the back, there were these doors in the back, because the garbage was from a renovation. They had ripped out a, a house, and the stuff was in there, and there were these doors. And the doors that were in there match exactly the shutters that are on the outside of the studio that you see when you're down below. And so we were like, there's our doors for our studio build. And that was the first. And we, so we got our doors for the build and we got paid a hundred dollars to take them away. (laughs) So awesome. I love it. And when my daughter first started driving, the first vehicle she ever drove this year, a couple months ago, was my husband took her out in the F-150. So her desire from four years ago manifested. And she laughed and laughed and laughed. She thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and and, so there and you go. synchronistically in, enmeshed with all this other stuff. That's kind of what we mean when we say, look, let your higher self work that out because knows how to blend all that stuff together better than you do. I couldn't have imagined it right. that good, how does, right? No, how does a 12-year-old decide that the first car she's ever going to drive or have 
is an F-150, and then at the age of 16, through no doing on her part, she didn't even come with us looking for trucks. She had no idea that's what we were getting, and she could have easily, for the first time driving, driven my car. Right. But the circumstances just happened to fall so that when she was ready, okay, I'm ready to get behind the wheel. My husband was home, and he thought it would be a good idea. Hey, if you can drive this big truck, you can drive anything, so let's get her in that. And I went, ah! But then I realized later that that's her her manifestation of her 12-year-old vision that she very loudly verbalized at the age of 12. This is what I'm going to have, my first vehicle. That's what I want. It's, amazing. Rather know, amazing. I mean, yeah, it is. Um, and now I'm going to take a break, and Rick's going to ask Jordan questions about the space, because I've been talking too much. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> talking too much? I've been told that before. I don't I don't know. So, yeah, I've heard that. Um, Jordan, having heard now all of this vision, overarching concept how how what do you think you've been there and seen the space and you've been sort of seen these things without all of that uh somebody no, it's else's a, it's idea space for a, it's definitely a perfect space for what she thinks i mean the building itself is really cool because it's a big uh window with the sun coming in it's a perfect kind of retreat feel because that's what i had with the ashrams there's big windows and stuff and uh that's a plus and it's just a nice little cozy building. And I think when uh, things are done on it, it could be awesome. And the yeah. other the other part that's important, not to put you on the spot, but the other part that's important is that you've been here, you've lived actually in the house with yeah. the family. So that's important for people to know, too, that you were here and you were actually in the house, but you still were just doing your own thing a lot of the time and mm-hmm. able to just, I mean, and that's, what we want to offer is we don't want oh, to yeah, be up course, in people's yeah. space. I mean, if they're in there, it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm your friend, so yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but we didn't know you before you came, right? The idea is that we want people to know that they'd be comfortable here without feeling that they were imposing. Because um, that's really important. You need to know that there's nothing expected of you. The, the expectation is for you to just be and to create. Because that's what I want to do with my life. I don't play anything else. Hmm. <laughs> so you don't have a you know, schedule that starts at 6 a.m. and goes to 11 p.m. is what you're saying. It's not part of the plan. Oh, God. <laughs> she doesn't have a program. No. I, I, we can't even get a consistent decision between the two of us as to when we're going to show up in the morning. So, you know, and that's yeah. just coffee. Oh. No. Sorry about the 18-wheeler out there. <laughs> I get okay. that. I get that most of the night around here. And... uh but, uh, yeah, we actually drained the battery on my other headset, so now we're on this headset. But the rain stopped, so that, that, imagine that. But the other one worked well. Worked well, well. So we're getting we're, on that time. It's that time, so yeah. It's that time again. Should we get another song real quick before, and then he can sing us out, and then we can wrap it up, and that'll be that. And that'll be that. Well, we can do that. Uh, well, I, I can do that. It's easy for me to do that. I just get on mute and jam out. It's, it, you got one for us, Jordan? Sure. 
<laughs> I'll play your song. Ladies and gentlemen, awesome. classic Jordan Okren from the Phoenix Nest in the wilds of okay, Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We like us some awesome Phoenix around here. Guest. Gotta get him a t-shirt. That's it. Nest guest. All right. Well, we've mentioned it several times. They can uh, find out about you at jordanokrand.com or just go on Facebook and put Jordan Okrand. And uh, it says musician right under there. It's hard to miss. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, you can find us at everydayconnection.me because it's all about me, whichever one of us means is reading it. And uh, swing on by and sign up for our mailing list. Uh so we can keep you updated on what we're doing because you never know where we're going to be next or doing next or who's coming by next. It's a pretty fun adventure. 
Yes. Yeah, and like us on Facebook. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Said. Yeah. As Jordan said. Yeah, do that. Subscribe on iTunes and swing on by our YouTube. See there? We're just okay. a little bit of everywhere. And we have big plans for what's coming up. We're connected. So. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> hey, we can so we can get you a good sandwich anywhere from Quebec to Costa Rica. See? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we know where to do that. So we do hope you will join us again next time. But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Have a great now, everybody. Join Jean and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.